Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and show. Joining me tonight is Mr. Todd Brooks. Yet again, Todd, I ask you this every time. It's just kind of out of reflex, but how you doing tonight, man? Well, the Braves won today. Let's no breaking go! News on, uh, no breaking news on Dan Quinn yet, though. Yes. <laughs> and I saw a tweet this morning that said, uh, it doesn't look like there will be any firing of Dan Quinn. Although, uh, uh, the Texans went ahead and just uh, jumped the gun. So uh, Yeah, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill O'Brien, uh, the, the president, the GM, and the coach, Bill O'Brien, got the ax today. And I, I bet you – they're thinking, you know what? We'd like to have all of his dumb mistakes back, too. Can we have DeAndre Hopkins back, please? Thank you. But no dice. Well, even though they're 0-4, I still think they're better than the Falcons at this point. I only have the Falcons ranked above one team in the NFL. Just one. Just one. It's the Jets. It's the Jets. The Jets are awful in every single facet of the game. But the Falcons, man, they, they've, so, uh, they've okay. given up. Let's do this. Let's, let's play a little game, uh, improv two game. Who's All right, better? let's do it. Who's better? All right, so who's better, Jets or Falcons? The Falcons are better because they have a good offense. I don't – the Jets don't even have that. I don't have anything good. Yeah, okay. So, who's – so, they're ready – so, yeah, never mind. That's a dumb question. Sam Darnold has not lived up to the hype. And uh, I think it's a lot to ask of him anyway, of that team being such a dumpster fire anyway. Um, I think just the whole organization is funky. Um, yeah, and, and historically it has been. I mean, yeah. other than their little run with Bill Parcells, they had uh, some good fortunes, you know, 2010 or 11 with Rex Ryan. But other than that, their their success comes in just small pieces. I don't have any kind of consistent success. Speaking of Rex Ryan, do you remember uh, back when Dan Quinn was not hired yet and they, the, the, the final three people that – the, the Falcons or Falcons fans wanted it was like Rex Ryan, it was uh, Dan Quinn, and I think it was Todd Bowles. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, so that's that's funny how all that kind of worked out, and it turns out none of them were good head coaches. <laughs> well, yeah, honestly though, I, I like Rex Ryan. I mean, he had mediocre regular seasons, but man, the guy would get it turned on in the playoffs. They would go to the AFC Championship games for a couple of years, so. That's I mean, true. there's nothing wrong with that. You can have a mediocre regular season as long as you're playing for it at the end. And he's absolutely and you're not ban- he was absolutely bananas in the media, like pitting players against each other and like starting drama. It was crazy. Okay, yeah. so back to it. Uh, who's better? Who's better, the Giants or the Falcons? Um, you know, actually, I don't know. I I think that one's pretty close. I probably still go with the Falcons because of the offense. Especially with the Giants having that injury to uh, Saquon Barkley, too. I don't – I I think right now in the state they're in, probably the Falcons are a little bit better. A little bit. Right, and then the last one we'll do is – oh, no, I can't think of my third team. If they're right Are you there. going to talk about the, the Texans? <laughs> the te- yeah, it, I think it was the Texans. So Yeah, I think the Texans are better. Um yeah, there's not there's still a lot of pieces left from that team. And they had a good season last year, but you saw the Texans 
They didn't waste any time. They didn't have this patience that Arthur Blank has. That um, is the Texans, so strange. That little yeah. piece right there is – anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so they're last in the NFL in rushing this year. I think that's causing a lot of their woos um, anyway. And they just – their defense hasn't been good. I, I don't – Yeah, and that's so strange. Okay, it, it, just the last thing on the Texans too. It's so, it's so weird how they have an aging star in – and and JJ uh, Watt, and then having a budding star in Deshaun Watts, I mean Gainesville's right. own right up the road. I mean, and he is a legit star in the NFL. So, I mean, he's yeah. so. Anyway, let's uh let's quit delaying the inevitable, and let's talk about this game uh, Monday night in Lambeau Field in an empty Lambeau Field. Very strange sight. Um, Packers Falcons. So um, I kind of have the breakdown of the first half where it was relatively competitive <clears throat> to a point, and then uh, the wheels came off. And so, uh, yeah. So what stuck out to you, I, I think, the, the most? I know we had talked about it earlier, and, I mean, I'm not saying you <laughs> predicted this, but you, you, you were not as high on this game, obviously, as I was. And uh, what's what surprised you the most out of the game? In the first, let's go first. Whatever the whole game, first half, whatever. But what surprised you the most? The only thing that surprised me is that the Falcons were able to have a goal line stand. They bent, but they didn't break. But other than that, it pretty much went according to script. I mean. I think I mentioned last week, I didn't think that uh, Aaron Rodgers was going to have to rely on those running backs very much, and he didn't. The guy was just dynamite the entire night. I never felt like they were going to miss many passes with him at the helm. He was throwing deep. He was throwing short passes. The Falcons couldn't stop any of it. Anything that was thrown at them, they missed it all. Yeah, the Falcons couldn't stop a nosebleed last night. And um, no. So what surprised me the most, honestly, was – uh, not so much the, the the lack of pass rush and the completion percentage. I think that was, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is when every pass rush doesn't happen, he makes great decisions. Even when the pass rush does happen, he makes great decisions. What surprised me the most is how Rodgers ended, ended up beating the Falcons. They, uh, he beat them with uh, a tight end and two running backs as primary wide receivers. His two-star wide receivers are – main wide receivers are out for the game. And I figure it would be like Peyton Manning all over again. It didn't matter who was out there for Peyton Manning. You could put him in street clothes, pick him off the street, just run to the spot and turn around, put your hands up, it's going to hit you. Uh, Peyton Manning had a you know propensity of doing that. Same thing with Tom Brady. The great ones throw their receivers open. I think, Todd, you probably could go out there in the flat and catch a, a touchdown from Tom Brady. But, but having uh, Tanya – oh, my gosh, I'm a – butcher his name but the the, the um the the tight end beat you have a career have a career day what's the guy's name tanyan uh, robert tanyan's golly i've killed kill that but yeah having two a running back and two two running backs and a tight end beat you like that in the air that was surprising yeah and kudos to, um, matt, kudos to matt lafour for the the game plan honestly i mean you know yeah, and, I mean, we know these two guys are hurt, but the complete absence of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley oh. in this game, too, that was yes. that was actually – I forgot about that, but that's a huge uh, – that Just was a, a huge point for last night. Like, neither one of them really were able to get the ball in. Julio's got hamstring problems. 
Um, he was targeted four times. He caught four balls for 32 yards, but nothing outstanding. And then Calvin out, Ridley. Julio had that fourth down conversion for 19 yards. Yeah. That's most of his yards came from, you know. Yeah. yeah. Calvin Ridley, he had five targets, but he never even caught a pass last They night, held so. him to no catches, Todd. That was surprising. Yes, yeah. that's another one. Because, yeah. I mean, he's in the top. He was number one receiver in a lot of statistical categories uh, going into mm-hmm. the game. And they holding him, you know, scoreless was uh, very surprising. And another surprising thing that kind of – I kind of mentioned it on, on Twitter, if you're not following the show, all the show, Rise Up Radar. Um, it's a good follow. I live tweet during the game as much as I can stand it. Um, Matt Ryan had a bad day in the office. I know I talked about Aaron Rodgers having a bad day in the office. He had the opposite. He had a stellar day in the office. Matt Ryan did not have a good day in the office, and his ball looked slow. His He didn't have a lot of velocity. On the ball, he was he threw a couple passes. To me, he looked hurt, and I know that he's not gonna. But it looked weird, and that's a really reading in between the lines. It's not breaking news. He's not injured, but he looked funky last night, and he never looked comfortable. Right. He only got sacked three, four times. So I don't know. He still put up good passing numbers last night, but he did not have any touchdowns, but he didn't have any interceptions either. He still right. managed to put up 285 yards, but I would agree with you. I saw that post you had on uh, Facebook this morning. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay, let's talk about this tonight too. Yeah. Because you thought he might have an injury that maybe wasn't reported. Right. I think it – I wouldn't be surprised. So, like, sometimes somebody – you know, a player would have a real bad game, and you're like, man, that's really out of character for them. And it comes out like, yeah, and dealing with a hamstring for two weeks. It's like, oh, well, it's an unreported injury. Sweet. And I think – and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out, you know, so, well, it's probably already they, – if they would have reported it today. But, you know, they, oh, Matt Ryan's got a thumb. He's been jammed his thumb. You know, something in, of the nature of he's got a nagging something that's unreported. But I don't know. It just – he threw one to the ground that it just – no one touched it, thought it was tipped. It was just a pass to no one. Ever threw some people, like, just, uh, you know, just didn't, wasn't sharp. So, kind of looked like he was hurt. All right. So, anyway, so, kind of just the flow of the game. Had you believe, had you, it was just competitive uh, for a quarter and a half. So, it was a little more, uh, it was a little closer than some people would have, uh, would have guessed it. So, opening drive, as, as Falcons as you can get, three and out. Right, and I was extremely nervous. And, you know, on another note, it seems like every time the Falcons are playing an opponent, that's always my opponent for fantasy football. <laughs> and so Aaron Rodgers, I was like, please don't let him get four touchdowns. Please don't let him get four touchdowns. And he got four touchdowns, and that last touchdown beat me. Yeah. It beat me. Yeah. I and I had start- a bad week. I had a bad week because all my players had COVID. I, had, I didn't have anywhere else to go with my lineup this week. Yo, I'm gonna start following the Falcons around. Any tight end that are playing the Falcons, who who they play in uh, Carolina, I gotta. I'm gonna go look up. I'm giving everybody my fantasy secrets here. I'm gonna go look when we get done with this. I'm gonna go look up Carolina's tight end, and I'm gonna pick him up. I'm gonna drop Odell Beckham Jr. and pick up the tight end. Yeah. Okay. So three now. <laughs> yeah, three now. But here, so it started getting demoralizing early. Green Bay had seven plays, 73 yards. Aaron Jones was as wide open as you can get. 
10 yards. Uh, he, there was no one around him for 10 yards. You said, okay, this is going to be bad. So seven to nothing. Then Atlanta gets the ball, another three and out. You're like, oh, my goodness gracious. And then Green Bay gets the ball, nine plays, 65 yards, and a goal line stand. Um, they go for it on fourth down. The Matt LaFleur said basically, hey, I don't – I'm not scared of this offense. I'm not scared of the Falcons at all. We're going to punch it down the throat, and they're going to, you know, they're going to smile. And uh, kudos to the defensive line. Got some penetration, a bunch of hit, hats on the ball, and it made a goal line stand. So, um, and then obviously the next, the next uh, possession, Atlanta, dude, the guy in the booth, I can't remember his name. He would, he was just all about that 20 play drive. Boy, he, I can't. Steve Levy, that's who you're talking about. Yeah, dude, he was yeah. just on it. He was caught on that 20 yard drive for five minutes, man. Yeah. Well, hey, I love. I thought the Falcon. Now that was the best possession of the game, and that's the possession that really gave me some hope. Like, okay, we're moving the ball slowly. We're at least keeping Aaron Rodgers off the field. But at the end of the day, we weren't able to cash in the way we needed to. Right. So the twenty yard. So the twenty yard. 20 play drive started at the five i think somewhere around there uh or maybe even the one i think it started at the one and it stalled out at the five yard line on the other end it was 94 yards resulting in a field goal uh kind of demoralizing you're like all right but it's positive you could spin it you know hey we got points and then um but in that drive Went for it on fourth down twice. Yes. Julio converted for 19 yards on a fourth and three. And then Matt Ryan scrambled for six yards and slid down. He probably could have scored on that play if he really wanted to. But I don't know how much. Because he scored a play like that uh, in, the, in the playoffs a couple years ago. Uh, kind of the similar, similar scramble situation. But I don't blame Matt Ryan for sliding there. You can't at all. But, I mean, you're protecting everything. But uh, And then it was a fourth down again on the fourth and five. And uh, I was like, man, go, I mean, may as well go for it because they've already gone for it twice, and uh, they kicked the field goal. So, um, but the backbreaker, it comes uh, it, three drives later. It goes, uh, they go down, Green Bay gets the ball back, five-minute drive, 11 plays, 75 yards, and punch it in. It's, it's it's feeling demoralizing already because people are open, ridiculous. And the announcers did a good job, I think, of not not blaming the um, – I'm not making excuses for the defense, but kind of explaining to the, the people out there on in the Twitter, Twitter world that these are like fourth-string guys who are used to – like communicating with each other. And there's tons and tons and tons of examples of communication breaking down. So, I mean, like a bunch formation, you see a bunch formation, what, three, four, five times a, a, a game, but you got people who've never played together. They all, you know, they play a man to cup co man coverage and they all split. You don't know who to cover. That's, that's just inexperience and not being very good, honestly. Uh, another interesting fact that is that the um, Falcons, they ran a stat last night that the Falcons this year have played 69% man. Isn't that crazy? I didn't think yeah. it was high. I, I, 
that's like 70% of the time. Like, I didn't think about that. I uh, think it was that high. And also, too, I knew we were in trouble when the opening rosters only had two linebackers starting in nickel. And I was like, oh, boy, we're in trouble. So, obviously, uh, another another demoralizing um, another demoralizing fact was DeMonte KZ goes down with – it looked like no speculation here or no – Official word yet, but it looked like I mean honestly a torn Achilles. Oh, it uh yeah it's it's official now. Oh, um, okay. well, there you go. It, yeah, AJC had a report about five hours ago. He's out for the year with an Achilles injury, torn Achilles. That's the same. Isn't that the same injury that Ricardo Allen had? Yes. Yeah, and, and it, like it was just basically it was a basic move. He was just moving to his left, and then all of a sudden he he wasn't even tackled on that play he just went down yeah a like, he wasn't engaged injury. yeah no no contact at all he wasn't even engaged with anybody at that time he just slid on the field and he sat there for and you know, there for what maybe five six minutes and had to get an assist to get up and then as he was leaving the field he had a towel draped on his face he wouldn't even show his face to anybody it had to be an emotional moment for him for sure and he's worked so hard from a smallish school I mean, he's played himself into big minutes for the Falcons. And, uh, uh, you know, we wish him a speedy recovery just as a person, too. But, like, dude, that is that is a backbreaker right there. And so the the backbreaker in the in the game, not only was the injury, but with in 51 seconds, Green Bay went down to seven plays, 50 yards, and scored a touchdown with under two minutes left in the half. Dan yeah. Quinn is – is is his defense? I mean, obviously Dan Quinn's not playing defense, but his defense, his coached defense, has given up more plays in the two minute drill than any other coach in history. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So it's a lack of preparation. It's a lack of preparation, and it's and I am I am definitely blaming the defense for this. Uh, there's a lot of blame to go around, but like defense had a lot to do with this loss. But the offense don't get a pass either. The offense. No. The offense. I, I agree. The offense. Dirk Cutter doesn't get a pass. Matt Ryan had a bad game. But there are several plays where it's a dumb situation to run Todd Gurley up the middle into a pile of people. Uh, just, uh, just, I don't know. The play calling, Todd, you could have played, called a game like that. We're talking like Madden, like basic formations, three tight ends, a running back. Let's do a halfback drive or a halfback dive. Dude, that's Aaron Rodgers moving people around. It's the complexity of that offense looked standing next to the Falcons made that offense look like just the most exotic offense that ever because they were doing mm-hmm. bunch formations. They were moving the guy around. You know, they were doing ju- – uh, they ran, like, some kind of little sweep that I had never seen before. It looked like an arena football league play. Uh, the guy had looped around, like, six yards behind the line of scrimmage. I just – I don't know. It just – Dirk Cutter really uh, – I mean, he already had me lost, but I'm really out on Dirk Cutter, like, way out. Yeah, and the running game, again, was disappointing, too. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley, like, he looked like he had some bursts early on in the game. And I was like, okay, maybe this is going to be a, a different night for Todd Gurley. Maybe he's going to have a starry night. But then, ultimately, his longest run was 13 yards. 
and he only averaged 3.6 yards a carry for the did night. Have, and I think – what was that? Did he have Did he have two touchdowns or one? He Now, on the, in the goal line, he had two touchdowns. Right, okay. But, but as a team, we only had 78 yards on the night. That's so, all. So, like, back to that touchdown, he, he was the one that made that touchdown. I mean, it was a giant pile of people, and Dirk Cutter said, hey, I want you to run up through that pile. And he saw that and he said, you know what? I think it's better just to run around the pile. And he did. He scored. But, like, that's a microcosm right there of Dirk Cutter's offense of why make it harder? Why make it so hard that it's you're, 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 you're going against the grain here and you should, I don't know, just make it easier, use your players in a better way. I don't know. So. Well, Sam, what could be worse than Dan Quinn as your head coach next year? Dirk Cutter getting a promotion as the head coach next year. He's got head coaching experience, but hey, I wouldn't go that route. But barely. Arthur Blank might. No. Listen. Barely and not very successful either. I mean, he was Tampa's coach. They weren't very good. Yeah, it was funny because, you know, Mike Smith and Dirk Cutter switched places. Yeah. Uh, so the, yeah. Dirk, Mike Smith was the head coach with the Falcons. And Dirk Cutter was OC. And then they went to Tampa and switched. Yeah. But I don't think Smith wasn't even the defensive coordinator at Tampa. I think he was just the linebackers coach down here. So, he wasn't even a coordinator. Yikes. I did not know that. Yeah, that makes it even worse. Uh, yeah. And he was really successful. He really – you know, he was successful with the Falcons. So, uh, he brought a lot of stability after the Mike Big stuff. And uh, just the whole – there's a lot going on there. So, Stability, first back-to-back winning seasons right. in the Falcons cool. history. And he had – Five of those in a row, I believe, from 08 right. to 2012. But, couple, you know, it was just 13 and 14 did him in. Yeah, NFC Championship games. I mean, just, you know, there was, there was a lot of positive there. and A lot of people uh, just remember his sound bites of uh, hey, the Falcons aren't soft. You know, just uh, real – he's a real funny guy in the, in the media. Um, blown coverage is everywhere. No pass rush. Gave up a bunch of points before half. Uh, got beat by, like I said, two two running backs and a tight end. It's uh, it was a pretty, I don't know, it was a pretty demoralizing. There wasn't a lot of positive. Like I, as soon as I saw twenty points at halftime, I just knew. But a surprising, like you said earlier, that Green Bay didn't didn't score any like more than they did. I mean, they could have hung forty on them. So they could have a lot of that had to do with that what 12 or 13 minute drive that we kept their offense yeah. off the field. I think they would have had a lot more points. Um, they still put up video game Titan stats, so it almost looked like I was watching a Madden quarterback and just do whatever he wanted down the field. Any receiver he wanted to hit, he could hit him. Any big play that Aaron Rodgers wanted, he could hit it. All right, so what do you do? I have a suggestion. I'm not, it's not even a question. It's a suggestion. Why doesn't – all right, the season is a wash. It's the, a quarter of the way season. You're 0-4. Obviously, you're trying your best in, in the, in the uh, typical way of doing X, Y, and Z, calling the plays. It's not working. You, the conventional way is not working. Let's spice it up, dude. 
let's run Wildcat. Let's run jet sweeps and, like, figure out who the playmakers are. Like, on offense. We're not talking about defense. Defense needs to be as as broke down and as simplified as possible. We need to play, you know, you need to simplify it for that, those guys because we're talking fourth and fifth string guys who have just now, like, people don't know each other's names, I would imagine. There's a safety out there, number 35, but I still have not looked up his name. Uh, I, I, the defense needs to be simplified. But the offense, dude, why not just mix it up and and run jet sweeps and let Julio throw the ball and let Matt Ryan catch it? Like, just running some Philly specials and running – fire the kicker. Go for it every fourth down. I don't know. This you got to have some spark. you got to – you got to get excited and get more exotic here. I don't, am I, am I crazy right now? No, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, I was even amazed on that long drive and they even went for it twice on twice. fourth down. That's just not really in their character to do that. And they were lined up to go for it the third time. And then they got a penalty or something, something funky yeah. happened. And then they killed that. And Matt Ryan looked pretty upset. Uh, and he looked over, he was shooting daggers over on the sideline. Um, but, uh, you know what else is, like, really frustrating with this team? Is hearing Dan Quinn's press conference. Like, I mean, he used the term today. He went – they went from being pissed to determined. Like, that's – I don't know, man. It's All the Quinn-isms are getting lost on me. And it just – he just really frustrates me now because, I mean, nothing sticks to the guy where you're, like, trying to ha- ask him, like, hard questions. He's like, listen, man. Y'all stink right now. Uh, you think you're going to get fired? And I don't know what I expect him to say. Like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to get fired tomorrow. But, like, just the whole, like, yeah, we're mad too. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, he, he met with Arthur Blank after the game, but apparently nothing was decided about his future. But I got a kick out of an AJC article that came out today. And in the article, it said, Quinn Confident 0-4 start will not eliminate Falcons from the playoffs. I mean, mathematically, yeah, but you got to go, you got to lace them up in between the, the numbers there. Got to get between the hashes. And so, uh, yeah, okay, so, you know, going forward, obviously, this is a this is a game that you just never really were in it. Um, there for a little while, about a, about a quarter and a half, there was, there was a quarter and a half percent of hope, but, um, so it's, I mean, Carolina looked good yes last week too, or this I guess. Last well, they're week. two and two now. They had they had another win. I mean, the Falcons are already. I mean, realistically, I just don't think there's any chance for them to get in the playoffs because yeah, mathematically you're alive. But Tampa Bay's three and one. You got New Orleans sitting there at two and two, and Carolina's two and two. We're playing the next. But I don't think we're. I just don't see how we would win that game right now. They're confident. They're kind of a gritty bunch. They're they're younger, and they've overexceeded expectations their expectations right. were low this season meanwhile the falcons expectations were at least moderate but right yeah you know they're so they're at zero and four. Oh man but here's the pro here's the crazy part what's going to happen though the falcons are going to jump like you said it happens i don't know every year but it happens is it has happened enough where you're looking at a top five pick you're driving for top five pick, and I don't root them for losing, but they'll jump up and win five in a row and get down to 11 and 12 pick, and you, you're you stuck with a linebacker. Um, 
this team, and I will get to it in our next episode, um, which uh, our next episode will be the state of the franchise. But this team is not a piece of way a piece away from winning the Super Bowl. No, they they have a lot of holes, a lot of pieces, especially on the defensive side. But um, you know, they even have holes at offensive line. They still have yeah. holes at running back. Chris, uh, the, the the rookie. Um, Matt Hennessy, they were rotating them guys out. I was trying to watch through my frustrations of eating my popcorn and uh, drinking a lot of water. Um, through my frustrations, I was trying to keep track of of Matt Hennessy's time. Well, obviously, some tracks of time for you, but like of uh, Matt or Carpenter versus Hennessy because they were using them pretty interchangeably. And I saw a couple times that. Matt Hennessy get, I mean, just flat beat, beat bad. So, uh, no one really had a good game. Uh, just all around. I don't even know if poor effort would be uh, poor execution and probably poor effort too, but just pretty, uh, pretty demoralizing. Well, injuries have been rough too, but I don't want, yeah, I don't want that to be a crutch for the Falcons. I don't want them to say, hey, you know, we, we had all these injuries. We really are a lot better than what we really are. But there are a lot of injuries. That's the facts. Keanu Neal missed the game last night. Ricardo Allen missed the game. Uh, you know, Koo was out. Matt McKinley, you had an injury. Sheffield came back, but, you know, he had six tackles last night. Um, and then you had uh, Domite Casey. He went out of the game. And then Julio Jones had to leave the game with a hamstring again. So and they, you, were trying, they were trying to, like – Dan Quinn was trying to play coy with it and like, oh, he's going to come back and we're going to use him in third down. He didn't come out in the locker room. Like, oh, no, he's fine. Three, two, one. Uh, yeah, he's not coming back. He's he's out with the injury. I, dude, you got to put you got to put Julio on ice, right? You got to show. Yeah, you kind of you kind of wonder at what point is he just going to be shut down for the entire season? He probably needs to. I don't see a lot to play for. At, this at point. least put him on. Uh, you know, the shelf for at least three leagues. I mean, just let him heal up. Don't let him hurt himself because you know he'll play. You know he'll play hurt. You'll know he'll play injured. So, um, um, I don't know. So, where do the Falcons go from here is our next not, – not where do they go from here so much as the state of the franchise and now what? Where do they go from here? Um, Todd, this was, uh, this is all negative and I always try to give some positives. So I'm going to challenge you right now on the spot. You probably know these are coming by now, but uh, I need, um, I need, I usually go three positives, but, um, I'm going with two positives today because it was such a crushing loss. And, uh, I'm glad we didn't record Sunday night or Monday night because a, I was really tired and I fell asleep a little bit toward the fourth quarter and, uh, B, I wouldn't have had as much positive to say today as uh, I would have yesterday. So, well, man, me... I was waiting for you. I was I was up at one a.m. I was waiting for that podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I fell asleep in the fourth quarter too. I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't. I was the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. I was I was trying to tough it out, but I was drooling on myself. Okay, yeah, so if it's you... late. There's nothing more that's going to put you to sleep than a boring football game. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! All right, so give me two positives for the game, um, Todd. Um, man, yeah, this is really tough. I think the one positive that came out was the goal line stand for sure. Um, 
dude, I don't know if I have anything else. I mean, the goal line stands really the one thing that stands out to me. I mean, I think Matt Ryan still had a good game despite lacking weapons. I guess that would be the other positive. That was how he still didn't throw it in the end zone for a touchdown, but he had 30 picks. He had 285 yards, I believe. So he was still able to put up numbers even without his receivers. But, man, those that's reaching, though. I, I can't really find a whole lot else. All right, you took my – I had zero turnovers and uh, only three penalties. I mean – Yeah. <laughs> the goal line stand was the other one. You took mine. Zero turnovers. You're reaching, too. You're reaching, too. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I try to give people some hope. But – um. Falcons fans, hang in there. I know fans have endured um, endured a lot through this with this franchise, but hang in there. We're going to cover the Falcons all year long. It doesn't matter if they go defeated or not. We're going to be there. We're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to mix it up. So, Todd, you got anything else to say to the people tonight? Well, hopefully, Falcons can get it together against their biggest. Second biggest divisional rival. I don't know. You can argue between Carolina and the New Orleans Saints and get a win this week. I think A.J. Terrell will probably be back from his COVID situation. He's missed two games now. So, let's see what he can do defensively because we're obviously going to need him because that defense is hobbling. They're all on credit. <laughs> right all right, Todd. Well, thank you for joining me for another episode of Rise Up Radar. If you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Rise Up Radar. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.